Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and every weekend I bring you great topics, important things that you need to know, like this week, hurricane season is here, and it looks like a lot of people have no backup plan. What are you going to do if you lose power? Did you know one in three people in hurricane-prone areas have absolutely no plan? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk to an expert from United Healthcare about what you need to know to maintain your coverage and good health. Also, how about a GPS system for your dog? What? Oh, it's so much better than those electric fences and shocker collars. We'll talk about that too, all coming up on the next Florida Roundtable, which is right now on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. Getting ready to go boating is just as important as the safety precautions you take while on the water. Make sure you have your safety equipment and know how to use it. Life jacket, check. Whistler horn, check. Flares, check. Personal locator beacon, got it. These are just a few of the items a real boater always has ready. Be prepared for the journey, regardless of your experience level. This message brought to you by the National Safe Boating Council and U.S. Coast Guard. Learn more at safeboatingcampaign.com. It's the Florida Roundtable, and hurricane season is here. Mm -hmm. And it's expected to be more intense than last year. Well, last year wasn't horrible. We had, what, Ian, Nicole. So how to prepare your home and family, that is important. We should do this right now. Did you know that one in three Americans uh, in the hurricane-prone areas don't even have a backup plan, especially if they lose power? With that in mind, let's talk to Thomas Teig. He's the president and CEO of Direct Relief. Welcome to the roundtable. How are you doing today, Thomas? Thanks for having me. I'm fine. How are you? Concerned because uh, NOAA, the uh, national organization of... They predicted a pretty uh, intense hurricane season. What do you know about that? Seems like every year is going to be the worst ever, as you know. And, you know, these water temperature changes, El Nino kicking in, it's, it's hard for a, a layperson to understand exactly what it means except to be ready. So, um, but yeah, I think each year 
you know, there's the threatening news about the increasing intensity of hurricanes, uh, wildfires. You know, I live out in California, and you know, we get the same notice every year. Every year tends to be the worst ever for at least the le- uh, every other year tends to be the worst ever for all these things. So it's good to you know, recognize this moment we're in and do what we can to so I, I felt like a tinge of it's going to be the worst year ever. Yeah, it's right. going to be the worst year ever. Forget about last year. This year, <laughs> it seems like a tad of an exaggeration. Now, let's talk right. about where you are, Puerto Rico right now. Uh, right. Some stuff might have happened there in the past few years when it came to weather. Well, yeah, I think they've had their share, I think, beginning uh, with Maria and Irma six years ago almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, in earthquakes and other big just. Uh, punches last year with Fiona it took it actually dumped more rain on the island than that Hurricane Maria had. So I think these recurring events, I think they're they're big weather events. But I think from uh, direct release perspective, we're a health focused nonprofit. So we look at these big weather events as huge disruptive social events with massive health implications. So that's really what we're focused on trying to mitigate those uh, tragedies that tend to follow you know, these big events. Some are just natural events and they occur out in the ocean and, um, you know, they're fine. But I think when these big natural events coincide with the built environment um, and where people in demographics, that's when you get these humanitarian crises where it just takes it right on the chin in a highly populated area. Often, as you saw last year in Florida, where there's not the best housing stock, those are the people who get particularly hammered by these storms and you know again direct relief ends up getting called in for people who find themselves in crisis because they don't have their medications or they've lost power and uh, don't have their home you know electronically powered home medical device uh, whether it's an oxygen concentrator or an infusion pump or something like that so these things are relatively predictable and at this time of year it's good to take stock of you know those things and those people who might be a bit more vulnerable when these events happen or they cannot evacuate or they lose power, even if their house is fine, that can, has been the type of uh, situation that pushes people into crisis who are normally just doing fine. They're just managing whatever health condition they are and things are fine, but that's the loss of power for someone who is on oxygen that requires power at home. That can get dicey very fast. So those are the types of things that uh, we find repeatedly um, become these drop everything, go make a plan to help these people. And, and I think a lot of them can be averted with a little planning and thought. I agree. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was uh, down the Daytona Beach coast over in Volusia County, which got mm-hmm. hit by Hurricane Nicole, even though it was a tropical storm here in the central Florida area, landlocked. Uh, they got beat. And I was looking at what buffers and such they had that they had had in place and mm-hmm. how many places were just ruined. They were, and they had a sort of plan, but no expectations that that would happen with the water and how hard it hit and broke down houses and just structures that one would think, you know, are pretty strong. So, right. uh, yeah, just devastating. If you haven't seen any of it, folks, it'll give you a real perspective. Let me tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We are talking with Thomas Teig. He is from Direct Relief. We'll get a little bit further into that and talk about how you can be prepared this year because if you don't have a backup plan, you could be in a lot of trouble. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida News Talk and Entertainment Network. Oh. 
David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to say it's Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-786-9014. That's 800-786-9014. Two degrees every minute. That's how fast a car heats up in the Florida sun. And cracking a window open does very little to keep the vehicle cool. A child's body temperature can rise three to five times faster than adults. Never leave a child or a pet unattended in a vehicle, even for a short period of time. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, take immediate action and call 911. Every time you leave your vehicle, check for kids and pets. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archibello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archibello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. Melissa Fox talking right now with Thomas Teig. He is uh, president and CEO of Direct Relief. Now, what are you talking about? What's Direct Relief? Well, the hurricane season is here, and when people are not prepared, that's where Direct Relief comes in. Of course, we'll let Thomas explain a little bit further. But the frequency and intensity of hurricanes and other weather emergencies really are causing problems. Thomas, tell us uh, a little bit about what people should expect in a weather emergency. Well, I think we, by now we know these uh, things can cause a loss of power, uh, can lead to an evacuation situation. And both those things, um, you know, loss of power in and of itself can create a, a health emergency. I think, uh, among other things, you know, all of our medical records are now electronic. And so we see this consistently throughout the, the Gulf states and out in California um, for at least the community health centers that so many people rely on for, as their principal home for uh, medical services. And they're great. And Florida has terrific ones, a whole network of probably uh, dozens and dozens of community health centers. And when they lose power, they don't um, have patient records available, so they don't know who they're dealing with or what their background is. So that, that's problematic. And if, the, um, if you have to evacuate, that's, that in itself, again, is a kind of it's a nerve-wracking time. And if you forget medications and find yourself without, even if you're managing a chronic condition like asthma or hypertension or diabetes, on a good day, it's fine. But if you, without the medications, those are the types of conditions that if unmanaged can go from just a a chronic condition that's well-managed to an acute crisis um, that's unmanaged. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, what has been seen repeatedly 
in these mass evacuation situations. And Florida's had some of the biggest floods in the history of, of the United States over the past five years. Yeah. So some some have dodged the bullet, but you, know, you get millions of people moving. It's I mean, traffic alone is, is a nightmare. <laughs> but then when right. you find where you're going to, it's very stressful, particularly for people who are on the bubble and don't have either access to transportation or good information and don't have a place to stay. So right. what we try to do is make sure that the the health institutions, the usually the primary care, nonprofit community health centers and free and charitable clinics, that's really where we aim because on an everyday basis, those facilities take care of folks who are tend to have higher vulnerability because they don't have uh, other resources and, you know, they're really dependent on their, their local community health center. So we do everything we can to make sure that before the season we pre-deploy uh, these stockpiles of uh, small-scale stockpiles of medications, like include insulin and inhalers and things like that for uh, places that are likely to be hit. Uh, we can, uh, can respond afterwards, but we network very closely with the, that network throughout Florida. And over the past year, we've been rushing to get to, to greenlight some solar uh, projects so that they do have resilient power, solar and battery backup. So if the power does get compromised, they can continue to function, have their servers for their record keeping and their refrigeration for their medications um, okay. And also have spent um, some provided financial support so they could convert some of those COVID vans that the state made available to convert into mobile health clinics. As you said, some of these places get slammed, even the facilities get slammed. So the only way to get out there and kind of see people where they are is in, in these mobile health units. So Florida's got four of those being reconditioned now, which will add a little bit to the stable of resources for uh, response. But, you know, you're obviously very experienced down here and people know what to do. Well, but whether they do it or not is, you know, we're an interesting species sometimes. And, you know, <laughs> California is the same way with wildfires or earthquakes. It's like, yeah, yeah, it'll, sure, yeah, we whatever. hear that all the time. At some point, you know, we look to the government to solve every problem and they're overwhelmed too. So I, I think that neighbor to neighbor, community by community, checking on each other is critical. Um, it's hard to mandate that, uh, you know, you can encourage that. But what we do in, in the interim is look for the institutions that, Every day, I mean, their job is to serve people who are the least fortunate, and those are your Florida's community health centers, which are they're just fantastic people, deeply dedicated, very experienced uh, with health services, speak multiple languages, and understand the reality of people who are, aren't the most fortunate in life and don't can't just see the storm coming and hop on a plane and you know go to Aspen. I mean, right? There's a lot of people who are sure. just. Um, they don't have the financial wherewithal even to evacuate sometimes. Um, so it's scary to lose all your, leave all your possessions behind. And so a lot of people are reluctant to depart or they don't know what to do. So I think that at a very micro level, personal, you know, yourself first and put on your own oxygen mask on the plane, like they say, mm -hmm. but then those around you, that that's just critically important for society. And I think in, we shouldn't have forgotten that learning over our, you know, evolution as a species, but that's always good. Yeah, but the institutions, uh, the first response agencies and the public health agencies, uh, they've had a long, tough haul through COVID. And I think a lot of people have left and gotten burnt out. So I think we're looking at forward at a time when there's more risks just from weather events and less money to throw at these uh, responses. 
So the solution is try to get prepared at the personal level. What are you at risk for? And write down on a piece of paper and put it in a baggie and stick it in your shoe, your medications and what they are and the dosages. Because if the power goes out, no one's going to know that. Uh, they can't pull up your record and say, oh, you need all of your meds replaced. Well, what are they? And you can't say, yeah. well, there's three green ones and a pink one <laughs> that I take every day. You know, oh, boy. Uh, those are important to do. So I think just write it down, have a list, have your contact list in a, in a place where if you need to grab it and go. And if you can, I know there's been medical shortages or medicine, medicine mm -hmm. shortages, mm -hmm. but it's always nice to have a, a week or so extra supply kind of in your own little personal stockpile should it become necessary to evacuate. Um and, you know, that's what we're trying to plug in at the institutional level with private philanthropic resources, which are important, is, um, you know, we've seen repeatedly, both in Florida and here in Puerto Rico, where they've just uh, been hit really hard. And at the end of the day, the government uh, does what it can, and it's sometimes enough, but often not. So I think it does fall on these other community-based organizations. Media plays a huge role in just the quality of the reporting and what people can do. With the hotlines like your show, have sure has and mm -hmm. swings into 24/7 gear. So I think just uh, that we're looking out for each other. But from directly's perspective, these are huge kind of loss of property issues, but they're also very threatening events for, at, a, at a broad social level. And the people who are most at risk are the people who are old, very old or very young, don't speak the language, don't have a lot of money to you know buy transportation services and right. get to safety or go to a nice hotel. So those are the people who statistically find themselves at higher risk and suffer the worst consequences. So the organizations that serve them every day and community health centers and free and charitable clinics of which Florida has many, many fine ones are just a great backstop for society and, and the health issues that direct relief is concerned about. We're talking with Thomas Teig. He's the president and CEO of direct relief and there's a new survey that we're looking at. It was commissioned by Direct Relief, their nonprofit, by the way. Um, and it looks at helping impact, you know, how those get impacted by natural disasters and emergencies, which is what we're talking about. And mostly elderly folks are the ones that get not only the in, uh, interrupted access to power and medical care is really the concern. Uh, about 51 of the respondents to this survey said they experienced a blackout during a weather event. But only one in three people who lived in that hurricane-prone area reported having a backup plan. Now, Thomas and I have been talking about the backup plan as for older people, whether it's oxygen or your medication. Also, we have to make sure that we hang on to personal information, birth certificates, things like that, put it in a baggie. But more importantly, Thomas, I'd like to hear a story about somebody that uh, you ended up helping out through, uh, through this kind of direct relief. Yeah, I think, well, in, in Florida, I think the team that went to, I mean, we're based in California, but do spend a lot of time in Florida and have a team here in Puerto Rico. But the as, as they get out there, I think you know, Maria and uh, Fiona last year, I think people are cut off, and I think they're at risk. And I think the story that, um, you know, you shared with the people who just cannot evacuate because of their personal circumstances, it, it's just traumatizing. There was a family who was had a, a son who was highly dependent on home infusion for his therapy, you know, uh, to maintain his, his health condition. And I think they were really, they thought they were going to lose him. They didn't have power to run his infusion pump. 
So I think the team they ran were able to get both fuel and a gas generator just to kind of get it um, it going for the household, which then other people around came and plugged in and were able to recharge their phones. But the loss of power these days is kind of the loss of um, access to information for everything, but also it's a loss of power for power-dependent medical devices, right. whether it's a monitor uh, you know, an oxygen concentrator, a refrigerator to keep your medications at the proper temperature. And those seem almost trite, but they become life-threatening. So it was really nice, and the parents were deeply thankful that just their, their kid, you know, yeah. didn't go into a health crisis because evacuation would have been really difficult because of the, the road access that the um, Fiona just threw so much water on Puerto Rico, a lot of the access to the inner parts of the island were compromised. So it was a, a small win, but indicative of the type of um, issue that so many people face. And it's on a good day, you know, it's just life. And But <laughs> you know, that lifeline is um, often, speaking you know, dependent that, on electricity. Yeah. Speaking of that lifeline, I know my listeners definitely want to know where they can go for more information. Well, I mean, there's, I'm sure the state of Florida has tons, but I think directrelief.org is where we put out everything, you know, that our organization does, and including in Florida. And we're just deeply thankful that there's such dedicated people who work uh, kind of not in the spotlight every day. And they're certainly deeply devoted to people in Florida who they know rely and, and need some assistance because of their circumstances, either financial or their age or whatever. And, you know, bless them for doing it and i say that as a non-religious organization that's privately funded but it's just inspiring to see that at the end of the day it's well you know because you're in the media it's a time when we can find fault with everyone in government um for anything and you know pick your side <laughs> right but that that doesn't necessarily make things better when when things um you know get sideways so i think to to look to organizations and people that are trusted and you know are going to do the right thing. And uh, Florida has uh, hundreds of thousands of people who do heroic things and never really make the news. And I think direct relief's job is to find them. Many of them work at these community health centers and free and charitable clinics, and they just do a terrific job every day. So we're doing whatever we can to get private resources uh, mobilized and connected to where they are going to do the most good. And that's the response, and it's it's quite rewarding and inspiring to see the great work people do. Thomas Tide, thank you so much, President and CEO of Direct Relief. Yeah, have a plan, people, a backup plan. Very important. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable, Thomas. My pleasure, Melissa. Thank you. Did you lose health insurance because of a life change, like having a baby, getting married or divorced, changes in employment, or turning 26? You may qualify for quality, affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. During the special enrollment period, a certified health insurance navigator can help you find the right plan for free and without obligation. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Get help today. Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh from Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. 
Look for the Sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and we're doing a lot here with the American Heart Association. We always do, because they have important information that can keep you, well, toes up, as they say. So, with that in mind, the American Heart Association medical volunteer, Dr. Johanna Contreras, is with us today. Going to talk about the spike in the U.S. maternal mortality rates. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here. Ah, good. So first and foremost, I just mentioned this spike in mothers dying. Uh, I guess, is it during pregnancy or during the process? What's going on? I know. It's actually 
around the whole thing. So I think there's increased significant increase in maternal mortality during pregnancy and after pregnancy. We, we consider maternal mortality, any mortality that happened during that full period up to six months for post-pregnancy. Oh. So we have shown a significant increase in mortality and significant increase in mortality because of cardiovascular disease. Really? So the, the heart health is very important with the pregnancy. Now, sidebar, doctor, I've actually known three people in the last 20 years, three women who passed away during the birthing process, and they were top of their specimen, went to the doctors all the time, never missed an appointment. Is that, uh, would that be someone that just sh- didn't show a risk factor? We didn't catch it? But it's complicated. I do think that there are several factors. One, um, both. uh, uh, Some women are waiting later to get pregnant. So a lot of women are delaying pregnancy or really are usually pregnancy. There are more difficulties and people can have risk factors later in life. There are also factors that can develop during pregnancy. So some women can develop high blood pressure during pregnancy. They They may not have any high blood pressure before pregnancy and they can develop this disease or this condition during pregnancy that you could develop high blood pressure and that needs to be Control during pregnancy because if they co- it doesn't get controlled, they have so many effects on the baby, and also it can cause eclampsia, preeclampsia, and full-blown like head syndrome. So even if you don't have any risk factors, that can happen. For example, gain- gaining a lot of a lot of weight during pregnancy is not ideal. That's what we always tell pregnant women that they need to continue exercise. Or really, it's a different level of exercise. Very important that there is a good control of how much weight you can gain. Also, diabetes. We have seen a significant increase in diabetes during pregnancy. And that, can, that needs to be monitored. And it can happen at any time during the pregnancy, and that it's very important that we actually control that risk factor. We are talking with American Heart Association medical volunteer, Dr. Johanna Contreras, and we're talking about the spike in U.S. maternal mortality rates and some of the important risk factors that we need to acknowledge. Studies also show, doctor, that black women have the highest mortality rates, and more than half of all women enter pregnancy with poor heart health. How is that? I know. That's what we are very uh, worried. Um, there is a, a lot of factors that need to be counted into this um, aspect. I do think the minority women, African-American and Hispanic women, unfortunately, there is significant affection by the social determinants of health. A lot of these women don't have access to good health care. A lot of these uh, women, and minority women, especially in this country, they they are usually not the ones that have a job, that have insurance. Most of their jobs are jobs without health insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and that being said, even in women in good socioeconomical status, the problem with uh, a lot of Hispanic and, and African-American women, we have a higher genetic predisposition to cardiovascular condition. We have higher cholesterol levels. We may have higher incidence of diabetes in our population, higher incidence of obesity. So is um, all those factors, all of the genetic factors, plus the predisposition, plus the social determinants of health, that they don't have access, they don't have prenatal care, they don't have a good monitoring during pregnancy. A lot of these women are actually working through the whole pregnancy. Some of these women may lose their health insurance once they de- deliver the baby. And that's our a campaign with the American Heart Association and the United Nations is we have found that a lot of women around Latin America don't have health insurance. So these women can have cardiovascular complications during pregnancy, but once they have a baby, they don't have any health insurance. They cannot see a doctor. They cannot be monitored. They don't have access to medications. So it's, it's, it's a very um, difficult 
issue that we are dealing with. We have also seen a very significant increase in what is called postpartum cardiomyopathy or peripartum cardiomyopathy. It's basically a condition that we don't fully understand by the development of a really significant heart failure with the very weakness of the heart muscle up to like um, the patient time present in shock in African-American and Hispanic women after pregnancy. And this condition is, is not treated properly and rapidly and with the best possible treatment, even if some women, I have several of my patients on mechanical heart or needing a heart transplant, if that doesn't be taken care of properly, the patient can die. Understand. And unfortunately, more frequent in this population that we don't understand exactly what it is, but um, it's definitely more frequent in African-American women and Hispanic women. Oh, my goodness. Well, what obvious actions can women take for better heart health today? I know. So we one is like it's very important to have a prenatal visit. Any woman about uh, the age of 16, 18 years old, we want them to have a checkup. Know your factors, especially, you know, in your family, you know that people in your family have high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, obesity. Go to the doctor, get your, know your risk factors, and um, control them. If you are obese before pregnancy, make sure that you actually look away before you get pregnant because it's going to be easier and it's going to be very healthier for the for the baby to, to lose the weight. So one thing that we propose, we, we, we uh, want people to do is a prenatal visit. Um, and then during pregnancy, it's very important that once you decide to get pregnant, you prepare yourself to the best possible body to actually um, have the baby. During pregnancy, it's very important to have the monitoring of everything, blood pressure, diabetes, your weight gain. It's, it's important to continue to exercise. It's important to get good sleep. All the essential aids that we talk with the American Heart Association, control your cholesterol, your, your sugar intake, your weight, keep walking, um, or really don't smoke or drink any alcohol because that can cause significant fetus problems. All these healthy parents have to be continued during pregnancy. And once the patient delivers the baby, it needs to be continued. If, especially if you have conditions during pregnancy, like eclampsia and preeclampsia and hypertension, it's very important that those get controlled. We also know that women that have problems during pregnancy, that way predispose for women to have problems later in life. And many times it's because she has a baby, she focuses on the baby full-time, and she forgets about herself. So it's very important that women take ownership of their own health and really control the risk factors through their whole life to have like a really uh, more productive and, and, and good life. Ah, we're talking with Dr. Johanna Contreras. Now, you are also the medical director of a recently launched Hispanic Heart Center. What are you doing there? So we have a Hispanic Heart Center. We want to create access for patients of Hispanic, or really, I don't know, that they only speak Spanish, that can have access to health care. And we want women to be, women or men to be able to have the questions answered. We have a very sophisticated uh, valvular center that we can have access. We, uh, unfortunately, in our culture, we see a lot of women with rheumatic heart disease in later in life that have not been treated that need a complex valve surgery. And I wanted to increase the access for patients to have advanced therapies, uh, LBED, mechanical support therapies for heart failure, to have transplantation because I feel that a lot of the patients, Hispanic patients, don't have access to transplant. I, lo- I have actually a few women who have come to me after delivering the baby with significant heart failure, cardiomyopathy that had required transplantation. So we want to provide that access to patients. We are we do it in Spanish, so we want to make people make sure that people can communicate, that people can understand the cultural barriers that we have, 
is important to understand a lot of and a lot of our Hispanic cultures, maternal health, pregnancy, they still have this conception that you have a baby and you have to lie in bed for forty days. Yeah. That should <laughs> remember in the past that happened. So it's very important that we get like vaccination during pregnancy. Like a lot of, there's a lot of uh, people be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to create a, a, a comprehensive center that we can actually answer those questions and, and we understand the, the different culture we have and we can actually provide the best possible health that we can have. I see. Hey, tell me a little about a bit about yourself there, doctor. I am Hispanic and I am uh, from Colombia. And I I have been obviously working in everything research. Um, I do heart transplant, mechanical circulatory support, and heart failure. I my passion has been um, try to do everything I can to decrease disparities, to be able to provide the best healthcare for our community. And I now with the American Heart Association, we are trying to uh, with this campaign that we have with maternal health that is called Bomb Day. That is usually we celebrate in July 20. We have partnered with all the countries from Latin America, Central America, and Spain to try to work together in in in, in finding solutions for this uh, increasing maternal health mortality. So we have been having an amazing work with them, and I think this is uh, have been an amazing journey for me personally and for them to be able to see how can we do to make a little bit better uh, this disparity and to uh, decrease this mortality as soon as we can. Ah, perfect. Hey, where do we go for more information? Oh, you can go to the American Heart Association website, heart.org. Everything in maternal health, statistics, how to do the essential aid, how to cook your food better. I I see a lot of my patients when they want to cook better and eat better. I say, listen, you just have to go to the website. There are so many recipes. We want you to keep enjoying your your food from your own uh, culture, but we want you to learn how to make it better. They have exercise. Um, anything they need to know is there. Ah, uh, perfect. Dr. Joanna Contreras, thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you so much. Have you lost Florida Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey, Bill, how's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep, they kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess I'm off to the store. Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. 
Worried about losing your Medicaid benefits once the public health emergency ends? Don't panic. Affordable options are available through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. You don't have to try to figure this out on your own. There are certified health insurance navigators available to help you and your family find the right coverage. There's no obligation and it's free. Visit CoveringFlorida.org and secure your health coverage today. That's CoveringFlorida.org or call 877-813-9115. You know, throughout the course of 2023 and into next year, millions of Americans may need to change their health care programs as they no longer could be eligible for their current coverage or otherwise have access to their current health care plan. These changes are often called qualifying life events. Now, with that in mind, let's get Marcus Robinson from United Healthcare Florida here. He can explain all that. Hey, Marcus, welcome to the roundtable. How are you? So, Marcus, tell us, what is a qualifying life event, and how does that impact people's coverage? Enroll in health insurance outside of the yearly open enrollment period. Um, Maybe some common examples would be helpful. So, uh, a loss of health coverage um, constitutes a qualifying life event, including job loss from an individual coverage, or maybe you're on a student plan, or if you're on a government-sponsored plan and you lose coverage, that qualifies as a qualifying life event. If you turn 26 and you're aging off of your parents' plan, that's a qualifying life event. There's some other life circumstances as well. Um, Getting married or divorce, so change in marital status, having a baby through adoption um, or um, through birth, or a death in your family and a a relocation all can constitute as a qualifying life event. And what does that impact? How does that impact the coverage, these qualifying life events? I mean, I get it, but... What's going on with healthcare with regard to that? Yeah, so if you're on a plan, if I say you're on an employer plan um, and uh, you, you lose your, your coverage through your job, that signals a qualifying life event that allows you to get insurance on, say, the individual marketplace. In the individual marketplace, you have a defined open enrollment period where you can enroll in insurance during a certain part of the year without a qualifying life event. Outside of open enrollment period, you have to have one of those qualifying life events to enroll in the individual marketplace. So it it allows you eligibility outside that normal enrollment time. You know, it's hard for a lot of us Floridians to maintain our coverage in the first place. Most people don't understand the difference between Medicaid, Medicare, or other health care plans for that matter. So how can we make it easier for folks to get to their appointments and get their screenings and other preventative care because uh, without health coverage, it's going to be very difficult to maintain good health. That's a, that's a great question. And maintaining coverage is um, extremely important, just like you said. Um, I, I like to talk about the continuity of care and the continuation of coverage. So co- continuity of care for me, what it represents is a relationship with my physician um, and access to high-quality care. You mentioned a couple things and why, you know, keeping coverage is so important because you do have that access to critical medical care, preventative services, and also keeping coverage in place um, allows for financial security in case you have a more acute health care need that um, may be more expensive. That insurance coverage is going to protect you significantly more than it would if you did not have insurance coverage from those financial um, kind of impacting situations when you, when you have a, acute care. Also, regular doctor visits allow 
your, your family and your children to obtain preventative care, critical screenings, immunizations, and probably the most important for, for me is uh, it can kind of detect new conditions that are emerging or can help you ma manage chronic conditions as well. So keeping coverage in place is really important um, and keeping that continuity of care uh, with your physician and high-quality access to care. Um, all important. We're talking to Marcus Robinson. He's from United Healthcare of Florida. Uh, I understand you have a stay covered tool. Uh, could you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes I get asked, uh, what happens if I lose coverage or if I need to find the right plan design for me um, and my family? Uh, United Healthcare offers a, a free service, um, which uh, you can go and get information at uhc.com slash stay covered. Um, it's a free service that provides guidance for individuals who need to find new health insurance due to a life-changing event. Um, it kind of walks you through some decision support tools um, for your situation uh, to help you find the right insurance coverage for you and your family. So that's what would happen, say you lose coverage, as you said, because of a qualifying life event, um, and you guys have the tools to help you, uh, the people figure out how to get back to coverage so we're not talking COBRA, that ridiculous, uh, yeah, fill-in coverage that nobody can afford, right? Well, state, state cover kind of walks you through your, your options, um, and cover, uh, COBRA is an extension of an employer-sponsored plan design. Of course, if you lose coverage through your employer, uh, you have to pay the full insurance premium, and you don't get um, the employer contribution when you lose coverage. So COBRA does tend to be more expensive than other forms of, of, of coverage, but each situation is different, so you can't really make a, a blanket statement. That's why, you know, Stay Covered is a really useful tool to kind of take in information and to help um, land people at the right plan design for their specific needs with those decision support tools. Hey, Mark, do you have anything further that you'd like to share with us about uh, maintaining coverage? Yeah, I'll just kind of reiterate what I had said previously, continuity of care, relationship with your, your provider and your physician, and access to high-quality care are so important. Um, when you talk about managing chronic conditions, preventing um, or even detecting uh, new emerging conditions and treating them before uh, they, be, they become more of an issue or problem. And then for those that have families, um, the importance of quality care uh, for your children um, and significant other is all really important. So continuity of care is, uh, there's anything I want listeners to be left with, relationship with a physician through continuity of care and coverage. Where can people go for more information, Mark? UHC.com slash stay covered. Thank you so much. This is very important to our Floridians and basically to anybody out there listening. So again, Mark Rob Marcus Robinson from United Healthcare of Florida. Thank you for helping us out here on the Florida Roundtable today. My pleasure. You're listening to the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. That's going to work. Thank you so much, Marcus. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Hey, no problem, man. You too. You know, as spring approaches, I always look forward to that warm weather. Of course, here in Florida, we, we really, it's, I mean, high temperatures this weekend are in the uh, 80s, so. <laughs> but it is time to think about plans for your, your yards and your animals. We talked about cats. Let's talk about some dogs here. A safe yard goes a lot farther to keep your dogs active and happy. 
but the traditional buried wire fences, they're costly. So with that in mind, let's bring on Sung Vivathana. Hello, Sung. How are you? I'm good, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about this GPS pet fencing. Spot on GPS fence. It's the world's most innovative dog fence and the most flexible, reliable, and convenient pet containment solution on the market today. How is this different? This is different because it keeps your pet safe within a fence. So much like a physical fence or those buried wire fences, our GPS, uh, spot-on GPS fence keeps your dog secure and safe by using GPS satellites. And with up to 30 satellites, um, we patented what's called true location, which can pinpoint your dog to within three feet. With our spot-on GPS collar or GPS system, you could draw a fence, whether it's a half acre or up to thousands of acres. You could draw a fence right on your phone and load it to the collar and keep your pet contained. And if your dog does escape, then you get notified right on your phone. At Spot On, we truly believe that dogs are happiest when they're out and running free, free to roam. They can be dogs. You know, when they're out there, they can spend more time exercising, exploring. And that's crucial to their health and their happiness, as well as with with owners. If we're outside soaking up the sun with with our dogs, we're uh, spending time relaxing, playing, bonding, which creates a great relationship. And once that happens, then both humans and pets are healthy and happy. We are talking with Spot On GPS Fence co-founder and vice president of engineering, Sun Vivathana. For those folks out there who don't quite understand GPS fencing, uh, can you give them just an idea? Just like your car and your phone uh, that uses GPS technology uh, to locate or get directions, our caller uh, works in the same manner, but with much higher accuracy. Uh, like I mentioned, it uses up to 30 GPS satellites and we patented our true location technology. The great thing about this system is it's portable. You could take your dog, not only can you use it at your house, you could actually take your dog hunting. You could take your dog fishing, RVing, to grandma's house, vacation rental. You can set up a fence anywhere you go. And that's why it's so convenient to, to be able to take your dog with you and not leave your dog at home. The idea for a spot-on GPS fence was sparked in 2015. My co-founder asked me if we could do something with GPS technology. And just like that, spot-on was born. Where can our listeners go to get more information on uh, spot-on GPS fence? They could uh, go to spotonfence.com. Thanks so much for joining us today, Sung. It's been a blast. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. This Father's Day, find the perfect gift for the dad who loves the perfect yard. From steel chainsaws and blowers to trimmers and edgers, you'll find gas-powered tools that dad is sure to love. Visit your local steel dealer and save $20 on the BG50 blower. Now just $129.99. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Was $149.99 MSRP. Offer valid for a limited time at participating dealers while supplies last. 
The wind in your hair, the sun on your face. There's nothing like experiencing Florida's waterways on a personal watercraft. Knowing how your PWC operates will keep you safe on the water. Remember, PWCs need thrust to change direction, so use a controlled amount of throttle to turn. Know your limits, never ride recklessly, and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Welcome back. Dave and Herb here, and we're talking fresh. Fresh from Florida, that is. Dave, tell our listeners about the produce that's in season. There's fromatoes, froccoli, frottermelon, freppers, frinach. Wait, hold it. You're just putting fra in front of produce. Yeah, as in fresh from Florida. Produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. You don't need to make up words. Freely? Ugh, friends, visit followfreshfromflorida.com to see what's in season. Don't you mean dot from? Ugh, really? <laughs> Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections could lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable with Melissa Fox, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station management, owners, or sponsors. For questions or concerns, contact Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.